When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Max, what'd you do all over the bye weekend? Um, so I actually uh, I went went to Waco. Um, so my girlfriend, who I met here at Texas A&M, uh, plays volleyball up there, and I uh, went and watched uh, Waco vol- the, uh, Excuse me, the Baylor volleyball team played Texas. Um, so I went and watched that game and hung out up there. So when you go away after a big big game regardless of the outcome of it how do you get that momentum back going into an upcoming weekend especially when you face off against a team that also was on a bye um i think it's important that you know you kind of start prepping on uh, on sunday you know because i mean you start trying to think about it okay now it's monday i'm gonna try starting now you get a little bit behind the ball um i think it's important you know sunday night i started watching film um started kind of getting a breakdown on like what i thought of these guys and just kind of like their defense the looks are going to give us and stuff like that um i think it's important that you know knowing that they're also on a buy that they've got extra preparation for us too um so it's important that we you know look into the details the best we can and try and get as best prepared as we can and then we didn't get to talk to you last week but what was the message after the game in tuscaloosa that jimbo presented to you guys before going into the buy um matt i think the message was you know the inches are, are are where you win and lose those games um you know and we had opportunities um we had opportunities um throughout that game that could have given us a chance to win it um and I think that you know our defense performed phenomenally. You know, getting all the turnovers that they did um, was huge and super crucial. Um, but he's like, you know, we just play with the best team in the country, um, and I mean, it shows that we can do it. We just got to go out there and be able to do it more consistently. We'll stay front row on the right to Travis. I know uh, Haynes is, is the guy, but how have you seen Connor Wegman uh, progress as a true freshman? And, and if for some reason he'd ever have his number called, do you, how confident do you feel in his ability to, to run the offense and to be successful? Uh, very confident. Um, Connor's kind of a guy who comes in, his football IQ is off the chart. Um, I mean, you look at him whenever he's out there, he seems so relaxed on the field. Nothing really ever seems to get under his skin, um, which is kind of 
crazy because if you go out there with a the practice, quarterbacks are getting hounded by Coach Fisher. Uh, he is definitely on them hard. And, you know, he's one of those guys where when Coach asks him why and, and he explains, okay, well, here's what I saw. Here's the look that I saw. I made this read. It's usually like, okay, I see what you're seeing there, but this is the, the better way to do it. He learns super quickly. Um, you know, the kid's a natural leader whenever he's out there on the field, naturally encouraging guys. He, he has a lot of fun out there, and he, and he kind of puts things in perspective. He's like, hey, this is football. Let's go out and have fun, you know, not try and make things bigger than they are. We'll go back to TV row on the left side to Tyler. Max, do you feel like the offense took a step forward last week? And then what, what have you seen, especially from the, the young guys um, in this bye week, what they've been working on? I think so. Yeah, um, I think that you know, just some young guys who've really been taking some steps. Um, Cam Dewberry, for him to be able to come in that game, you know, get some crucial reps and be able to help us out uh, on the offensive line was huge. Um, you know, we've had some guys go down um, on the offensive line, and being able to have some young guys step up is definitely um, really crucial. You know, you got to be able to have depth, especially in such a long season in the SEC. You're going to have guys who are going to get hurt, banged up, and being able to have young guys come in there, step in, and not just fill the role, but um, also perform really well at it is super important. Um, so I think guys like Cam Dewberry um, during the bye week, I mean Connor being able to step in and get a lot of reps um, and you know preparing himself the best that he can. Um, just plenty of other young guys who are out there performing really well. We'll stay behind the lights and go to the right side. Max, obviously we saw a losing streak Tennessee to Alabama. You know, lost 15 in a row to them. Obviously, you go into South Carolina, we know y'all dominated them. So what's the mindset with, with your team headed into uh, Columbia Saturday night, knowing that? You've beaten them seven times in a row, but you're probably going to get their, their best shot. I mean, it's kind of it's like every other away game. You know, playing any away game in the SEC is really tough. Um, you know, every single atmosphere is super unique, super difficult to play in. Um, you know, you can't take anything for granted. Yeah, we beat them in the past, but like I've said, this year's a new year. Um, you know, they got a lot of talent on their team, a lot of guys who've come from a lot of transfers. You know, Spencer Rattler and then also the tight end who came with them from Oklahoma are two really talented guys on their offense. Um, I think that you can't take anything for granted, you know. Um, as much as we've beat them in the past couple of years, this is an entirely new season. Um, you know, we got to put things together and be prepared and go in there with our best stuff. Any more questions? We'll go to the left side to cease. Sticking with that South Carolina theme, uh, you even had you had a touchdown catch against them a couple of years ago. Why do you feel that uh, A&M has played so well against them? I know you play them every year, a la the West. You guys treat them any different than other teams, or why? Why do you think? Um, I think we don't really treat them any different than any other team. Um, you know, I think that going into the game against them, um, for some reason, our guys get a little bit fired up, I guess. Uh, the, the Bonham Trophy's always fun to win. Um, but it's, it's just like any game in the SEC. Um, they're a really good team, and so are most teams in the SEC West. Um, I think that, you know, we always try and come in there with the best preparation that we have for every team. and. We've just been really good at preparing for them. We'll go front row on the right to Brent and then to David. Hey, when you say the Bonham Trophy is always fun to win, are you having a little fun there? Or do, is that something you all actually discuss? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, I love the fact that it stays at the Alamo. Uh, I was talking to AC before this, and he was kind of talking to me about it, but it, it's good fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. We'll stay on the right side to David. I know the focus is one game at a time, but do you guys look at the big picture, the rest of the way, what the season can look like, forecasting with these games left? Um, you know, after the um, Alabama game, we, we tried to, you know, keep things in perspective, you know, and, and what we talked about was, hey, went out. You know, if we if we can put things together and, you know, play like we did that night and perform, um, there's there's no reason why we can't win out. Um, I think, 
yeah, you want to look at the big picture and look at all these games coming up, but you have to take it day by day. You know, if you start looking too far in the future and thinking of these games that are coming up, you'll let a game slip that you shouldn't let slip. So we got to we got to focus on the task at hand. That's South Carolina. We'll go front row on the right side to Cole. Max, I know that everyone wants to focus in on Alabama and LSU in these games that really have a little bit more pizzazz to it. But do you guys view South Carolina as a rival because you play them every year? I mean, it's it's funny. We uh, you know since A&M's transferred in the SEC West, I feel like everyone's been trying to find out kind of who our rival is. Well. Every single week could be a rival game almost, you know. I mean, every single team's got talent. There's a lot of chemistry between the two teams, you know. We've all kind of been recruited to these SEC schools. We all kind of know each other. Um, it, it's kind of fun whenever people ask me if, if we consider this team as a rival or this team as a rival. Well, I mean, like, shoot, we play every single team as if they're a rival every single week. It's a close game. Um, I mean, so it, it, it's rivalry week almost every single week. We'll go back to TV Road to Justin on the right side. Max, whether it's Connor or, or Haynes, if he's healthy enough to play, just the passing game in general, where do you feel like it is coming off this bye week? And um, we've seen you guys hit some more pass, pass plays down the field. Hmm. Expect more of that? Uh, I, I think so. You know, I think this receiving core that we have is super talented. Um, I think that, you know, right now they're taking some steps in the right direction. I mean, obviously, Evan Stewart had a phenomenal game. Um, Moose Muhammad's another guy who really stepped in to make some really big plays. Um, I have all the confidence in the world in those guys. And, you know, the steps that they're taking is, you know, freshmen being able to step in there and, and really make an impact on the field is huge. And being able to utilize them any way that we can, whether it's, you know, just ISO slants on a single side or, or if it's the deep ball shot. Um, they can go make plays. Any more questions? All right. Thank you, Max. Antonio, what would you do during the uh, during the bye week just to kind of get your mind and body right? Um, I just stayed. I did some treatment. Um, just really took the time to relax. And, um, you know, we've been playing in SEC for six weeks. So, you know, it take a little toll on your body. So I just did the little things I can do to um, help myself get through the rest of the season. And no matter what the outcome of the game was in Alabama, it was probably the most consistent you guys have looked. How do you keep that momentum following a bye week, going into an upcoming matchup in SEC play against an opponent that also is on a bye week? Um, honestly, you know, you go watch the film and you take the goods from the performance, but also you learn from the mistakes that you made and, you know, the little things that – could have helped the outcome be different and use that as motivation. And, you know, we set a standard for ourselves, you know, um, and just taking what we did and you apply it to the standard that we abide by. And, you know, you just try to use that as um, fuel for the rest of the season. We'll stay on the front row, right side to Travis. Hey, uh, from uh, y- y'all are, are, I believe, second to last in the SEC in, in rush defense. How much was defending the run, a focus through kind of bye week practice? And, and what do you think the issue's there, and how, how, how do you all fix it moving forward? Um, you know, we don't really look at the stats about how we play. We just go out there and play. And we know going into the um, Bama game that the run was a big part of their offense, and that sets up the rest of their offense. And we just had to dial in to make sure that we could stop. You know, that's their best player was in the backfield, so we knew – we had to stop him to even have a chance to play uh, to win in the game, and you know, going into the rest of the season, we you know we're going to get some good backs. Um, I know South Carolina got a good back, and then Ole Miss following week has three good backs. So you know, 
it's a, it's, it's a big emphasis on on the defense right now to stop the run. We'll go back behind the lights to Tyler on the left side. Antonio, have you kind of been able to have get a little uh, jump ahead? You know, looking at South Carolina with with it being the bye week, and, um, and you talked about they got a really good back. But what 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 is going to kind of be your focus defensively as you, you prepare for, for the game? Um, honestly, our focus is really just on ourselves and making sure that we can um, eliminate our self-inflicted wounds that we have during the game. And I feel like as a team, as a defense, we're we're really you know, gelling well as a unit and coming off a a game from Alabama, you know, just being able to show what we can do, you know, just a little. So I feel like that's just really our focus right now, just making sure that we can stop the self-inflicted wounds because I feel like we're playing good ball as a defense right now. We'll stay behind the lights and go to the right side to Justin. Antonio, uh, Spencer Rattler's thrown eight picks already for South Carolina, so you're facing a quarterback that's prone to – Giving it away, what, does that change your mindset entering a game like this, knowing that he's interception prone? Um, you know, watching Spencer, um, I feel like he's a quarterback that really trusts his arm and probably sometimes trusts his arm too much. So, you know, we can use that to our advantage, knowing that he um, trusts his arm a lot and he, he's willing to throw the 50 50 ball. And, um, you know, just as a defense, we just got to make plays in the air when he, when he gives us those opportunities and um, capitalize on them. And obviously the streak you have going over South Carolina right now, what, seven in a row? And I think Tennessee had lost 15 straight to Alabama, so we know, mm -hmm. you know streaks can end. What's your mindset and how does your team just enter, enter Columbia Saturday night knowing the success you've had over South Carolina? Uh, well, we know they just upset. Um, I think they was number 14 at the time of Kentucky. Um, so, you know, they're probably on the – you know, their mindset is, you know, they can play good ball. They're playing good ball, and, you know, they're coming into the game to win. So we just got to go win with the mindset, um, not underestimating them, um, knowing they just came off a, a big win for themselves. And, you know, just, like I said, just don't underestimate them and treat them with respect and play them to our, you know, our ability. We'll go front row on the left to Zach. Antonio, going back to Alabama for just a moment, you guys were able to collect three sacks in that first half. Um, what was it that maybe you were doing differently and how important is it to get to the quarterback and, and are you guys looking to kind of keep that going moving forward? Yeah, um, we knew with, the, with Bryce not playing, um, their quarterback, uh, I forget his name, um, but we knew he was a runner and, you know, it was just a different style of play that we had to go against because he was a running style quarterback. And obviously, you know, we love to have sex it's on the defense and it helped us in the back end because we don't have to worry about the quarterback throwing the ball as much. And um but we know like that helps when we get pressure on the quarterback, it affects them the whole game because he's not just looking down the field, he's he's worrying about the wrestling lanes and um we're emphasizing the um D line to put more pressure on the um quarterbacks going into the rest of the season. We'll go to stay on the left side to cease. Getting back to that run defense problems you've had, when you guys have studied the film, uh, you've given up, you know, decent yards to multiple teams, not just running quarterbacks. What, what's been a common theme when you guys review the, the tapes about run defense? Um, I feel like just rush lanes. Uh, like when we go three down, just, you know, not constricting the pocket, giving the quarterbacks um, 
you know, space to make plays last with their feet or um, just being destructive in the front, you know. But I feel like we, we're we working on that and trying to fix that um, as a unit and just being on the same page all through all three phases of the defense, the front, the middle, and the back end, and just, you know, keeping each other accountable, honestly. We'll go front row on the right side to Cole and then Travis. Max was saying earlier that because of the bye week, the preparation kind of gets started a little bit sooner for a team like South Carolina. When does preparation for you start for a team like this? And also, how do you balance that with the bye week? Um, you know, film study goes earlier because you have a whole week. And I feel like you just can go more in depth into your preparation because um, you have more time. But also, you can use that time to split the teams um, and go a week in advance as well. So, like, I know some of some of us has um, also started watching film on Ole Miss as well, not to look over South Carolina, but just use the week to our full advantage, you know, and just be able to prepare to the best of our abilities. And then everyone's kind of looking at you guys as being rivals, Alabama and LSU, but you play South Carolina every year for the bottom trophy. Do you view the Gamecocks as a rival? Uh, I feel every game we play is a rival, you know. Um, we're going in with another team that's trying to beat us, and we're trying to come out on top. So I feel like every game we play is a rival between everyone because you never know the outcome. You always got to go in with the respect of your opponent and never um, underestimate them. We'll stay on the front row to Travis and then David. Not sure how much you've been able to see him in practice, but but if you have gone against him a little bit, how, how have you seen Connor Wegman progress at quarterback, and do you feel like if his number ever got called, he, he could uh, fill it in? That, that, that role successfully? Uh, yeah, uh, Connor's a great quarterback. You know, he's young. He has a lot of room of improvement. Um, I feel like just getting him those looks at practice so when or if his number do get caught, uh, it doesn't startle him. You know, being in a, such uh, environment of playing in the SEC, you know, but I feel like he's been taking everything well um, mentally, just um, preparing well and just not getting frustrated with everything just you know staying humble and just really just trusting the process and he looked good you know he's a great quarterback he make great plays with his arm and with his feet so uh, when his number do get called I feel like he'll be ready and, and how important was the bye week as to the defensive back group because it seemed like y'all have kind of gotten a little banged up as the season gone on um was it a chance for y'all to, to be able to heal up some of those bangs and bruises yeah, for sure. Um, like I said earlier, playing the SEC week in, week out, you know, it take a toll on your body. And the the secondary has taken a little toll from it. But this we took this week as a recovery week and made sure that everyone can get back, you know, to the – try to get back to 100. You know, that's never possible playing the SEC or just playing football in general. But, um, yeah, we took this week to, you know, try to recover – mentally and physically and just, you know, so we can finish out the rest of the season strong. We'll stay on the right side, second row to David. Antonio, you guys are three and three, but are you at a point in the season where you kind of change the narrative of the way the year goes out? I know the talk has been to finish out with six and oh, but mm -hmm. do you feel like this is like the pivotal point of the season? Uh, for sure. Um, you know, we didn't start the season off how we wanted to, you know, having three losses this early, but you know, that you can't look at that. You can only learn from those um, losses, and that's what we have. You know, just as as a team, you know, as a leader, you know, you got to keep everybody head on straight. You know, 
tell everybody to keep their head down, just keep working, stay humble. And I feel like this offseason, not the offseason, but the um, bye week, we've, as a team, worked hard during the bye week. I know a lot of teams during the bye week will, you know, relax. But when we have practice, we practice hard. And you can just see the hunger and the want from the team.